0: Welcome to the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time. We cover everything from how to start a YouTube channel to how to make a video go viral. And now here's your host, the one and only Dusty Porter. Hello everyone creators all over the internet. Welcome to episode number 154 of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast where each and every week I bring you a fantastic interview with a wonderful video creator. And we talk about all things strategy, technique, Tips, just basically, I just outline their journey, ask them questions about, you know, how did they get to the point to where they are now? So, if you are a video creator looking to grow on YouTube or beyond, please, 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 if you haven't already, slap that subscribe button over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you consume your podcasting content. I promise you, each and every week, you will not be disappointed. Speaking of not being disappointed, our sponsor, TubeBuddy, every single week, if you're looking for that tool that can help you with your YouTube, YouTube channel. Guys, check the link in the description, the show notes of this podcast. Go download TubeBuddy, whether it be their browser plugin, their app on iOS or Android, you will find, I promise you, two or three tools that you use on a weekly basis and everything else when you need it, it's going to be there. So it is that Swiss Army knife tool that I use all throughout the week to help me grow and maximize my potential on the platform. And you can also help us uh, over on Patreon. The link will be down below. Uh, We got a few new patrons this week. One coming in from Kurt H. Another one coming in from Chung C. Another one from Britt B. And Steve L. Thank you guys so much. Um, There's everything from a dollar pledge a month that gets you access to the Discord channel where you can talk YouTube with all kinds of creators and our previous guest all the way up to $50 a month which gets you a coaching session with me once a month for 30 minutes on Skype where I take a look at your channel. We go over everything, take a look at you know what's going on with your channel, and go from there. I've got a couple more of those spots open because those have been filling up pretty fast. Uh, with all of that out of the way, I've got a really interesting chat for you guys this week. Um, the, the person that I'm having on this week has a very interesting perspective on YouTube, and I think it can help everyone from small, medium, to large creators kind of get a better grasp of, of what it means to be successful on YouTube and what it takes to get to a point to where you are a successful channel, to where you are doing YouTube full-time. Uh, and then one thing I did want to mention um, is that at, at this time of year, every year, I seem to be getting these emails to where people started the year off strong, and then they're going into the second month of the year, they've uploaded four, five, six, seven videos, and they think that it's, the success is just going to happen overnight. And they're like, Dusty, should I just quit? Should I change, create a new channel? I guess my encouragement to you today is this. Be patient. Stay the path and understand that your voice matters. Your message deserves to be heard. And in that case, don't give up. Keep pressing that upload button. Keep getting better at what you do. Keep honing your craft and your skills. And I promise you, you will see a drastic improvement as time goes on. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. And let's jump into this week's conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's conversation. I'm so excited today to be joined by Matthew Tabor. He works with science and math education channel Vsauce2. I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of those guys over there. Hosted by Kevin Lieber. He also engages in channel development and creator management with direct artist management. Matthew is the co-host of the podcast. I highly recommend you guys go check this out. I've listened to a few of them already. Really, really solid. The name of the podcast is The Creator. Unknown, uh, in which he and Kevin interviewed dynamic creators who have successfully navigated the ever-changing, uncertain landscape of online media, and reveal how others have been swallowed by digital quicksand. I love that last line. There, we'll definitely dive into that. <laughs> Matthew, how you doing today? Oh, real good. How about you? I am doing absolutely fantastic. it's a little chilly down here in the south for us uh, where I live just outside of Atlanta. got the Super Bowl coming in, so we got a lot a lot happening right now, but you know what i'm I'm inside in my cozy you know we've got the hVAC going on, got the heat in here, so I'm just fine
1: well, i'll tell you what the mail from yesterday is still in the mailbox because uh there's just no way i I'm, I'm going outside when it's. Uh, minus minus eight, minus nine, and and wind chill of minus 40. So uh, unless there's something so critical that I can't ignore it, uh, the mail's going to stay.
0: Well, you see, now I feel kind of like a baby, uh, because <laughs> I, you know down here it's it's only like thirty one, thirty two degrees, and for you that would be like a, a summer a summer breeze, you know. So I do feel a little bad about saying anything. <laughs> uh, but oh, en- right. enough about the weather, Matthew. Let's dive into kind of what everyone's here for, and that's to kind of figure out what you're doing in the space. So uh, just real quick, um, not real quick, because it's not going to be quick. We, I want to know a lot about you. So. If you would let my audience know who you are and what you do on the internet.
1: Okay, I hopefully what I what I answer about what I do on the internet is uh, still the same when this podcast comes out. I mean, it changes constantly, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I don't know anybody who has started with one thing and still does that thing years later. And so uh, when, I, when I started online, I was mostly in uh, text-based media, okay? Uh, I was in the education world and uh, had a focus on education policy and news. And I spent years uh, writing and editing articles in that space. And then all of a sudden, uh, video comes along. Right, And this, uh, this starts to change a lot of different things. And I knew guys like, like Kevin from back in the day. Uh, he and I have known each other a long time. And so we kind of came up online in, uh, at the same time, even though we were doing different things. And uh, I started to see uh, how content was, was becoming quite a bit more dynamic and started working in, in the YouTube space with, with guys like Kevin and uh, slowly – you know, you wake up one day and you're like, oh, uh, I guess I work in YouTube now. <laughs> you, know, you don't even <laughs> realize it creeping in and all of a sudden there it is. And so uh, through that period, uh, I, I got experience on the business side, uh, the the creative side with working with creators and seeing how their processes evolved, uh, seeing the types of support that they needed to do what they uh, uh, to, to succeed with their channels, which You know, it ranges from pure entertainment to uh, things like what the Vsauce guys do. Um, Getting all those perspectives just kind of coalesced and combined over the years. And we had a lot of conversations with a lot of different creators. And that's really how the podcast was born. Mm -hmm. Uh, We heard all these stories from just wildly diverse people, all of whom were succeeding, Uh, about how they got to, to where they are. And it's just too fascinating to keep those conversations private. Mm -hmm. So Kevin and I came up with, with this, uh, this general idea to pull out that wisdom from uh, a a wide array of creators. And we started to talk to them, uh, refined that idea a little bit, and, uh, and then went right into the create unknown. and, And we're really happy with Uh, with the way that's going and the sort of perspectives uh, that have been revealed on that show. Sure. So I think you have, like you said
0: there at the top, you have so many things going on. It's it's hard to kind of focus on one of them. But, you know, uh, my audience obviously is, uh, you know, are people looking to, to, to grow and spread their message on YouTube? And, and that's, you know, something that, that you've dealt with over and over again, working with all of these channels that you have. And so um, I've, I've got a couple of questions for you. And I want to kind of start from kind of the basics, kind of where we're at. How, how much experience did you have beforehand with online video or YouTube as a platform before you and Kevin started doing this kind of collaboration before you started working with the YouTubers that you do. So like how much experience did you have before that?
1: With video? Yeah. With video
0: or YouTube or any of
1: that. Right. Oh, I'd say zero. Yeah. It's definitely, I, I definitely started at zero. Um, like I said, Kevin and I came up, uh, Online at at about the same time, but we were doing radically different stuff We just happened to know each other and be friends and so I was completely working in text. I mean Everything I dealt with was text-based and uh, I just happened to know this guy who uh, Was playing around with video a lot and he started with with comedy uh, Just like Michael Stevens started on YouTube um, with comedy and that eventually pivoted into, to what became the main Vsauce channel. Um, so I, I was seeing this happen, but I wasn't actually engaged in it. And, uh, then occasionally I would, I would help Kevin out with something, uh, with a question he had and, you know, on a script or something like that, a bit of research, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that happened over a period of years. So I, it, it was nice to be on the outside and and uh, doing something else so that I could absorb, the all that is youtube really and see how it worked over a period of time now uh, but i yeah i definitely started from scratch okay
0: now that's interesting to kind of see see where you're coming from and i did want to lay that groundwork before we went any further cuz um, a lot of people think that you, you've you've got to have a production degree or work in this or that to to be able to to work alongside other creators, especially when you start talking. You know, you're kind of helping and supporting the guys over at Vsauce and obviously uh, many other channels as well. And so, I want to ask you this: what is it? What does a support call look like between you and a creator? Like, what are you? What are your main things that you are helping? these people with? So are, are they coming to you with specific questions or are you guys monitoring on a daily and weekly basis of what's going well, what's going wrong, what you can do to improve on that?
1: So, so what type of support are you offering these creators? Uh, that depends a lot because, uh, you know, from, uh, from talking to so many different people that some creators are really highly analytical about what they do and how it's working, and others really just want to do their own thing, right? Yes. Um. So it it totally varies. It we can absolutely kind of we varies, can kind yeah. of be divas, can't we, Matthew? Yeah, you can get away with that in this <laughs> in this sector. You really totally can, right? Uh, as long as somebody is taking a look at at uh, the particulars, then <laughs> then you can get away. But that's actually about the answer I was going to give, right? So the support isn't so much a, a specific list of things uh, that every creator needs support with. It's really about identifying what the creator does best, and then taking steps that allow them to focus just on what they do best. So if uh, if that's uh, you know if it's writing jokes, then you eliminate all of the other things that make it so they can't write jokes or that they're too stressed to to relax and write jokes. Mm-hmm. If uh, if they need editing support because they either aren't that great with editing or they just plain don't like it and, and it overwhelms mm-hmm. them, well, then with that person you have a more technical approach. Uh, some people, some of the some creators want to have absolutely nothing to do with things like sponsorships right mm-hmm. and and i understand that too they just don't want to get caught up in uh in the bean counting or the the nuts and bolts of of making the channel work on a number side well that person uh you you just take that off their hands and and build a relationship with them so they trust what you're doing and you can communicate with them everything they need to know. So it does change from Creator to creator, but it's really about figuring out what that Creator needs and what's going to put them in the absolute best place to do what they do. Without mentioning any names and
0: and maybe you can or can't do this, and i'm I'm willing to accept either of those answers. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe give us an example recently of a call or a conversation you've had with one of your supported creators. Uh, like a detailed example, and obviously don't mention any names, but like how that phone call or that conversation went to kind of give my audience a view and that maybe they can
1: see of kind of where they may need support. Okay. Um, I'll actually tell you about a call where I ended up not working with a creator. Okay, great. Uh, because I think that's in an odd way. Uh, it, it illustrates the different approaches here. Uh so uh, there's a creator who's uh he's in a, he's in a really good place. Um I would call him a mid-size channel. Can I ask uh, you a can of, I
0: ask you as yep. far as like numbers wise how you how you categorize those just just so my audience can know like a mid creator in
1: your mind is what. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, to be honest, if somebody has five thousand subscribers, to me that's a tremendous amount because I live in a small town most of the time mm-hmm. uh, in upstate New York, and five thousand people is twice as many people as live in that town. So when I see a creator who's who's put together even five hundred subscribers, I think, okay, that fills my high school auditorium. This is a tremendous achievement. Um, when you're talking to uh, you know when you're talking to brands, uh, they want more than 500 most of the time. And so the guy I'm mentioning is in probably the, uh, 250,000 range. Um, that's, that's about the range. I, when you get above a hundred thousand, that's when that's when it's a lot easier to find sponsors that pay a few bills. Uh, it's, it's quite a bit more realistic at that point to, to find those deals where when you're lower, um, it's hit or miss, and when you're higher, it's it's actually difficult in a different way. Uh, but this guy, uh, he's in a pretty good place to to really advance uh, advance his channel as a business. And we just we went into every possible vein of discussion on on what kind of supports he would need to grow, and that included uh, things like merchandising, uh, licensing on content uh, support on, on the technical side, things like editing, uh, things like getting him out of the back end of his channel so that he wasn't sitting there crunching the analytics quite as long as, as he was just all of these things that freed him up. And in the end, he decided that he wanted to do all of those things himself, um, which that's a totally valid approach. One of the episodes we had on the Create Unknown was with I Justine, who's been around as long as YouTube and Twitch have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she was actually the first person to stream on Twitch uh, when it was still Justin TV. And when we talked to her, she said, "Yeah, I still edit all of my own stuff. I I do this, and I don't want to." it wasn't giving up control, but she's like, I I just want to keep my vision. I want to execute my vision. And she's killing it. She's had an amazing career that continues to be awesome. Mm -hmm. And that absolutely works for her. Um, so I, I wouldn't be in that same boat. Um, other people absolutely need to build out build out support networks to be able to uh, do what they do. But uh, yeah, this, this guy I'm mentioning, we just went through everything and he looked at all of that. And whereas one person would look and say, whew, uh, I need a team that can cover this to alleviate some pressure, to free me up. He looked at it and said, challenge accepted. And as far as like
0: the, 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 the creators that accept, your, you know, your support and are willing to, to either hire you on or have you come alongside them. What, what does that look like on, on a, on a daily or weekly basis? Like, are you guys in a Slack channel together? or you on Skype or discord? Do you have a weekly call? Like what, what are you doing? You know, once you find out and you leave the initial conversation, you have a couple of kind of follow-ups of, of what needs to be done, what your role, what your task is going to be for the channel. Um, how, how does that go? Like, how, how does that work?
1: I think it's pretty important for somebody who's on the, the helping side to be available all the time mm-hmm. as much as possible. I mean, that, that's one of the things is you can't, add this, you can't add this new element of stress to the creator where it's like, hey, how, how am I going to get in touch with the person I need? No, you, you give them your cell phone, you give them your uh, access to you know, communicating with you in every possible way so that whenever they need to talk to you, you're there to talk to them. Uh about the only time I'm I'm out of the loop is when I'm driving in an area that doesn't have cell service. Mm-hmm. So uh and, and it really does go around the clock uh, at times because you're working with people uh, who are in in different time zones, you know, for me it goes from uh Pacific time on the West Coast to Australian time. Mm-hmm. Uh that doesn't leave a whole lot of downtime, but you just build the relationship in such a way that that person respects your time too. So they're not calling you to complain about their day or uh, that uh, their electric bill is too high. They know that they can call you for absolutely anything that they need, but they don't, they don't abuse that.
0: That, that's such a cool relationship to have. And now let me ask you this, as far as on, on your end, what are some of the the tasks that give me some examples of when they're calling you, when these creators... And, and there's a reason why I'm asking these questions, right? Because... Mm-hmm. A, lo- a lot of my listeners are going to have the same needs and desires because there's a lot of small channels, a lot of medium sized, a lot of large channels who listen to the show. And so they mm-hmm. may be thinking or wondering, well, do, do I need help? Do I need support? And I, I always harp on, you know, I think you need to build out a good team, a good support system, mm-hmm. whether that be at your home, being your, be it your spouse, be it your significant other, your mother, your father, fo- whatever. You need to have a support system. And so, like, what are some what are some tasks that, that you're managing and taking care
1: of for these creators? I uh, that varies as well. Uh, because some people like for example, if you've got a, a very popular vlog channel, you probably don't put a whole lot of time into content, uh, like content preparation, you know, you're, you're not writing a script and reading it so much as being yourself and crafting that. Mm-hmm. So that type of channel wouldn't need, uh, for example, somebody to do a whole lot of fact checking. Um, Whereas a channel like Vsauce 2, that's that's science and math, technology, uh, dips into history, philosophy, everything. Literally every sentence in every video that Kevin does has the capacity to be wrong. Mm. Uh, At the same time, he absolutely cannot be wrong because Mm -hmm. when that happens – His his community is going to know it and in the science and math community, you you really don't want to make mistakes. It's just not a good look. Uh, So um, it's totally viable to uh, go with somebody who has an education channel and say, Hey, we can get somebody to really follow up on everything just to double check and make sure that the information is exactly as it should be. Whereas somebody with a vlog channel doesn't need that. Um, maybe with a vlog channel, they need somebody, uh, to kind of spend a little time on, on social media and figure out what's actually interesting the people in their demographic. You know, you can hop on Twitter and, and do a bit of research and see what people are are saying and what they're into, because the creator may or may not have time to hit all of those platforms. Mm -hmm. So it, it really depends on, on what a creator is doing, but no matter what it is, you know, you you spoke generally about building out a team and, and having people assume responsibilities. No matter what a channel is about, there's definitely something that somebody else can do to help you and probably do better than you. You know, even the best creators are not the absolute best person in the world at every element of the process.
0: That's why I think that, I don't know, once you get to a certain point, and I hate to harp on this because I do a lot on the show – it's it's so beneficial to even if you're not paying someone to come on your team to do the things that you're you're not talented at or that you don't. A lot of times the creators that I've dealt with, Matthew, just don't enjoy this stuff. They don't enjoy yeah. diving into the analytics. They don't enjoy going out and growing an Instagram or a, a Facebook page or a Twitter, whatever. There's things that you're not good at and you're not very passionate about. A lot of times you can trade services to where you can help someone else, they can help you. and that That's kind of how it began for me and then I ended up hiring people and, and now I've got a couple of people that I pay on, on a monthly basis. And so it, it, it is a progressive thing. Now, let me ask you this. This, mm-hmm. this is a question that, that I've had uh, jotted down here. It's the, one of the main questions that, that I want to ask you working with so many creators, so many different creators, which I think is, is one of the unique things about you. You're not like a, a, a someone who just helps people in this niche, like right? Like you're not mm-hmm. someone who just helps creators of this type of, uh, in, in this space. Sure. And so what I want to know, Matthew, is that Looking at all this from a top-down perspective, from from your point of view, what is one thing or a couple of things that YouTubers can do to to help them grow? Not necessarily numbers-wise, but just grow. And you know what I mean by that. In in, in growing, again, not really subscriber count. We all know that's just a vanity number, a metrics number. That's fantastic to measure things. But I want to know from your perspective, when you look at these creators, when you're working with them on a day-to-day basis, you're you're having these phone calls with them. What are a couple of things that you've noticed that if you just do these couple of things, you can already be ahead of 99% of the people out there. Uh,
1: there's an answer I want to give mm-hmm. and, and it's vague. So let's talk about it for a minute because mm-hmm. it is absolutely the best answer for this question in terms of my experience. Uh, there are two types of YouTube creators and one group is completely honest with themselves hmm. and then there's everybody else. Okay. And you're talking about what's going to make a channel grow, which that's not just metrics that can be all sorts of things from fulfillment to, uh, making a little more money to Absolutely. having more community participation. I mean, hmm. million, million ways to grow, but the people who grow are the ones who are absolutely honest with themselves hmm. because they're the ones who can identify the opportunities for growth and the things that are keeping them from growing that level of honesty is a characteristic of every single successful creator i have ever talked to and that goes beyond youtube oh yeah it's the same you know it's the same when i worked in text when i worked in other types of media uh the people who were honest, they completely outperformed the ones who weren't. And so committing to uh, taking a look at yourself, asking trusted people to analyze you and, and be honest with you, that can be part of it too, and should be part of it. Um, but you really can't grow unless you commit to that. that honesty step. That's the diagnosis. That's the blood work. Uh, It's like walking into a doctor and just saying, run every test you got, and we'll look at the results. If you don't do that, you're never going to have a clear picture of where your health is at. And it's the same with being a creator. So like I I said a minute ago, it, it does sound kind of vague, you know, oh, be honest. But that actually is the answer. One of the hardest things to do
0: as a creator, a podcaster, a YouTuber, a blogger, whatever you want to categorize yourself as mm-hmm. is being honest with yourself, It, it mm-hmm. is saying to yourself, well, you know what? That video series that I'm pouring so much time and effort into or that relationship that I'm pouring so much time and effort into, it, it's not good. It, it, not yeah. only is it not good, it's probably hurting my brand. It's probably hurting my channel. And if, if there's so many people and and you can relate to this, I'm sure that email me Matthew on a, on a daily basis doing this podcast. I put myself out there as do you. I want to grow. I want to grow. I want to grow. Well, when they either pay me or find a way, you know, once we get in touch with each other or whatever, and, and we're on a consultation call, they say to me, well, I want to grow. So I dive into their channel. I look at what they're doing. They're not uploading videos. They're not working on their craft. They're not they're not reading books to try to learn to better themselves. They're not doing the things that it takes to to, to be a, not only a better creator but a better human being. And so, yep. what happens is these people they just want something. They want everything, but without putting in the effort. And, yeah, and,
1: this is why those little uh, those little ads on websites, it's like, do this one weird trick to get ripped in seven days. That's why they're so you know, successful, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it really is. It sounds nutty, but uh, that's an exaggeration of that mentality. But you're right that you can say to people, do X, Y, and Z and just put the work in. Mm-hmm. And not a high percentage of people will actually put that work in. A vi- and here's what I've learned. You may have
0: different metrics than me. A very, I'm talking a, 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 a percentage, a percent of a percent that will mm-hmm. actually be willing to do what it takes to succeed. There's all they're always going to be the people who have head starts that have audiences from other platforms that have a viral video or have a personality that stands out so much to where they're going to have success much quicker. But for the most part, if you're a creator, if you're on YouTube, if you're a podcaster, there is a grind involved. There is a amount of effort that it takes to get to the point to where you're even seen, to where your voice is even heard that I think most people are just not willing to do. Why do you think it is so hard, though? to do what you just said? Why is it so hard to be honest with ourselves and say, well, man, I'm just not doing this right. Or I'm not doing this well. Why is that so difficult for creators to, 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 to take,
1: take a grip with? Oh, there are a lot of reasons on that one. Uh, and some of them are unique to YouTube. Uh, but putting that, that grind in, uh, number one, you have to love that grind. Mm -hmm. And so I, I've talked, um, you know, I've talked with with Kevin about this. We talked about it on some of the episodes too. Uh, for me, I, I probably wrote 500 articles, uh, well, blog posts, you know, but substantial pieces of writing before I got paid for one. Mm. And I think I got something like fifty dollars to write write a piece, and I was like, "Whoa, finally, I, I'm making a buck!" And it only works out to a fraction of a penny per hour that I've put into this. Mm-hmm. Um but anyway, I loved that grind. I liked the stuff that I was analyzing and writing. That was really cool back in the day. So I don't know how many videos Kevin made before uh before Michael reached out to him to do uh, to do a video for Vsauce. Uh but it was a lot and it was you know how much time it takes to make a video. So these were not insignificant pursuits. Um he loved that grind. Uh, That makes a big difference. And most people find out that they don't love it as much as they thought they did or did in the first three months or year or three years. Uh, And sometimes it takes that long or a lot longer.
0: I can't tell you the number, but there were so many podcast episodes that I made. And I even stopped making this podcast after the first 10 or 11 and just quit doing it because I saw the amount of work involved. And then I realized, oh, my goodness, there's something there. And at that time, I kind of assessed the situation and said, you know what? If I I get to interview creators on a weekly basis for the next couple of years and not make a dime, I'm okay with that. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the conversations. I enjoyed the dialogue. And it took me, you know, upwards of 50, 60, 70 episodes to eventually have a partner step in with me and be able to to pay some of the bills that it that it took and some of the time and effort it took me to produce this podcast. Hundreds of videos uh, on, on my end, were produced before I was able to make enough money to even pay my, my light bill, my electric bill. And so the 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 grind is real, and people have to understand that. Now, we're, we're getting, yeah. uh, you know, and, and I, I knew this about you and you and I got on the pre-call. You and I could talk about this stuff for hours on end. <laughs> Probably, um, yeah. You, you and I both are very passionate about this space, and so it's, it's very easy for us to do. But I do want to kind of rein it in, and, and, and I want to ask you this. If, if there's a YouTuber out there right now listening to this that – is just like man I'm a little discouraged I'm 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 you know I'm 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 a little downtrodden whatever or someone wanting to start a YouTube channel what what are some things that that you wish people would have told you before you started working in the YouTube space what are what are some just small pointers uh, maybe some detailed things that, that that you can give real quickly to the creators out there that can help them uh, maybe maybe urge them on to, to continue doing what they're doing
1: uh, two things for the people who start it is Just just go. Don't don't think about this too hard because you will absolutely figure it out along the way. And 90 percent of the things that you would prep for when you begin will end up being somewhere on a continuum of wrong and irrelevant. So the attitude, if somebody's thinking of starting a a channel, is to get rid of kind of all the worry on it. And what I what I say to people is, like, who are you going to disappoint? Your zero fans? Don't worry about it. You know, just, just get going and uh, start to do your thing and, and just, you know, don't get wrapped up in the analysis. So that's for people who start for the people who, uh, who have channels and maybe they've worked on them for a while and they feel like they've stagnated. Um, I would say, I would say that they should, uh, have kind of a diagnostic st- session with themselves to figure out what they like, uh, and what they're very good at. And start to get comfortable with a lot of the negative things that come up as the longer somebody's on YouTube. So for example, uh, when, when just about anybody releases a video, they're going to lose subscribers in the first instant because a portion of people are going to see this in their feed and say, you know, I, I'm not into that channel anymore. Click. Hmm. That's totally okay. Okay. That's all right, and you can see a little tiny dip on analytics on that that immediate thing uh and you know uh, maybe I lost fourteen subs when this video dropped. well that's that's really not a problem. It doesn't seem positive, uh, but you just kind of look at at some of the the surface negativity and just think, well that's that's good. Uh, I'm further refining my audience uh somebody isn't being um you know they they feel comfortable just kind of moving on and that's that's completely fine same with comments uh i'm not talking about absorbing abusive horrible comments but if if a few people say you're doing this thing and i'm kind of not into it well that that's that's okay too maybe maybe a portion of your audience isn't into it maybe this series that you might love and you've put a lot of work into, maybe that series, uh, maybe your audience just isn't, you know, they don't love it. That's okay too. Uh, So rather than getting completely consumed by uh, any negativity or poor results that come in, um, just relaxing and, and kind of flowing with it and saying, well, I'm a creative person. I've gotten to this point. I can deal with any one of these challenges. I've lost 14 subscribers on this video. Well, I got to 10,000, so clearly I know how to do that. Um, uh, I made a series that people don't respond very well to. Well, I made five others that they absolutely loved. So just not getting wrapped up in in the critical points and when possible, using those elements to your advantage.
0: Well, I think that there's so much great advice in that answer that you just gave. I'm just going to kind of leave that there. And I do want to close this conversation out with you letting my audience know. Why should they check out the Create Unknown podcast? Because I think a lot of my listeners of this show would benefit from diving into that podcast, listening to the few that I have. As you mentioned, you've interviewed creators like iJustine. Um, you've done other large creators as well. And I think the way that you break down um, their relationship with the platform and the way you ask them questions. And I just I, I love the way that you guys format the show over there. I guess from another podcast or to another one, Good job! You did a fantastic job, kind of formatting that show. So why why should my my listeners go over and hit that subscribe button uh, over on iTunes or wherever they catch their podcast?
1: Well, thanks for for saying that because uh, getting that kind of of feedback from uh, somebody who's a really successful creator themselves that that means a lot to us because that's what that's what we're really hoping to achieve. Uh, Kevin and I have completely different backgrounds and skill sets, and so uh, I come at some of the some of the issues from kind of a business analytical angle. He's the wildly successful creator who's been on the platform forever and knows everybody. And uh, that's, that's another side of that world. And so that's what makes the podcast work, in my opinion, is that we have those two different perspectives. And then we take those to guests like uh, Destin Sandlin from Smarter Every Day, iJustine, Kwebbelkop, Uh, who makes uh, Let's Play videos, gaming videos. He's obviously a completely different type of creator than Destin, uh, but he has his own perspective. Uh, That was an amazing episode. Even breaking down the Vsauce guys with uh, Michael Stevens, who's the main Vsauce channel, uh, Jake Roper, who's Vsauce 3. Those guys have just... Different approaches to life, creativity, to business, to YouTube. And so drawing on my experience and Kevin's experience, and then pulling out uh, whatever is kind of unique and amazing about those creators and what they do, um, that's what that's what makes the podcast exciting to me. and i I finish every conversation over there when we record an episode and, and just think, I could fill a book with Mm -hmm. what this person says about uh, creativity and success. And that's what makes us feel good about it.
0: Absolutely. And I highly encourage you guys to go check it out. Kevin and Matthew do such a great job. It's the create, the create unknown. Um, Three words there. Go check it out. I promise you guys, you know, if you're into what we do here on the YouTube creator sub podcast, this will be right up your alley. You specifically, Matthew, where can people get in touch with you on the Internet?
1: Uh, on Twitter, uh, you can type in Matthew K Tabor, or uh, really, I, we read everything that comes through the Create Unknown. So you can you can follow us uh, at Create Unknown on Twitter. Um, you can check us out on YouTube and Kevin and I read every single comment on every single video. We read every single message, every tweet. Uh, we, we make sure that if somebody takes the time to say something, we take the time to consider it. So check out all of the stuff related to the Create Unknown. And if you want to get in touch with us, uh, there are a couple ways to do it. And it will absolutely, absolutely uh, pay attention when you do.
0: Awesome. Well, Matthew, this has been such a great conversation. We could go on and on about the different things and the different elements of YouTube and, and, and the different uh, mindsets of creators, but we're going to stop here. Maybe I can have you back for a part two. Uh, maybe at a later oh, date, love if you have some time. I've really enjoyed thoroughly, personally, having this conversation with you. I think I've gained a lot of insight and information, and you you are just a very intelligent person. You you really seem like you take uh, pride in what you do, uh, and as a creator, I can tell you that we appreciate that. We appreciate the, the detailed stuff that, that you guys do to help support creators and help us kind of get to where we want to get. So thanks again for coming on the show and we'll talk to you later. Thanks a lot, Dusty. You've been listening to the YouTube Creators Podcast. We want to thank you and invite you to subscribe to the show as well as support us on Patreon for great perks, such as having your YouTube channel featured on the show and a link on our website. Until next time, keep uploading those videos.